Yeah, bringing you the big match between Spurs and Liverpool right before their favourable matchups, respectively before game week 16. We will look at what Salah did to get his deserved brace, while also looking at what Harry Kane continues to do for this Spurs side, but this time round with the return of yet another key talisman. Spurs 3-5-2, this time round with Ivan Perisic as striker alongside Harry Kane. Flanked by Sessegnon as well as Emerson Royale on the right side, the large percentage of play basically involved Kane pulling out to the right side eventually creating for all the players on the left. Now, Rodrigo Bentoko also deserves some credit for eventually advancing into the box but really their plan A right now is Harry Kane receiving the ball on the right side, looking at what he can do with it. As it stands, Perisic is one of the targets that Kane will try to find, but eventually, a lot of Kane's overhead passes, because Liverpool defend crosses quite well, will arrive at Sessegnon's feet, and Sessegnon himself will also seek to find Perisic in the box. That being said, Harry Kane, of course, as a number 9, is designed to look for cutbacks that come from Sessegnon and really it just comes down to who the chances fall for. Perisic hit the bar twice, both with shots within the box and both deservedly from cutbacks by the wingbacks if not from Kane them himself. So the question really comes down to the role of the midfield three and why they failed to establish dominance yet at home against Liverpool. So. The idea here is that with Bisuma, Hoiberg and Bentacore as their midfield three, once again, the midfield three remained extremely unambitious, with both players only choosing their moments to press up against Fabinho and Thiago, not pressing them all the time. At home, this is considered to be an extremely underwhelming threat, but it does has it has its benefits. The idea that Spurs midfielders are deep will eventually coax Thiago and Fabinho forward. And this is where they try to receive the ball between the lines. When Harry Kane and even Perisic were on the pitch, unfortunately, they still rely on balls over the top. But with the introduction of Dejan Kulusevski in the second half, this is where things got really, really interesting. Kulusevski did not operate as a winger much to what we would expect, but instead operated between the half spaces where he could choose to either play his wide midfielder, Rodrigo Bentoko, or he could cross for the left side, if not play in Harry Kane himself. This new talismanic feature is something that we've not seen since the tail end of last year, where Kulusevski actually played on the half spaces rather than on the wing. For FPL purposes, it means that unfortunately, it amplifies the potential of Kane Perisic and Sessegnon rather than Kolosevsky himself because Leeds themselves occupy central territories quite well conceding space on the flanks. Lastly, if you were to pick a punt between Perisic, Kulusevsky or Sessegnon for one week, the ranking according to tactical matchups will be Kulusevsky first, Sessegnon second and Perisic third simply because Despite this setup not bearing fruit, it is highly likely that Kulusevski will be reinstated into the side given that he had only half an hour for their midweek match, while Perisic yet again failed up top alongside Harry Kane.
Liverpool, whose 4-3-1-2 now uses Firmino as a fulcrum instead of Darwin Nunes last game week. Nunes operated as a left-sided forward alongside Salah and on the right side, and this exactly plays into what every FPL manager's dream is, to see Mohamed Salah at centre-forward. Mohamed Salah basically did centre-forward things as a relatively quick sprinter, attempting to stretch Spurs' backline all the time, sprinting behind into offside positions, while Darwin Nunes peeled off to the left half-space in order to link play. Most of Liverpool's best plays, especially in the first half when they took a 2-0 lead, revolved around Darwin Nunes either releasing the fullbacks or one of the central midfielders in order to slowly bring the rest of the midfield and the rest of the players into the attacking third. Now, full credit has to go to Liverpool's three forwards here, who constantly occupied Spurs' three centre-backs, but making runs that, instead of spreading themselves all across the pitch, timed their runs so that one would sprint and the other two would pull back, and then yet another one would spin alternatively and the other two would pull back. So this was seen especially in Salah's first goal, where Salah made the initial sprint, pulling right centre-back Eric Dyer out of position. Then Darwin Nunes sprinted while Salah pulled back, pulling Longley out of position. And eventually when Firmino made his sprint, Salah pulled back yet again alongside Darwin Nunes and that freed up Salah for his pass received from Darwin Nunes for that epic finish. This process, unfortunately, wasn't pre repeated too often because the midfielders eventually got involved themselves with Thiago taking a lot of shots from range. So really, the question comes down to whether this approach will persist. And by coming up against Southampton next, the onus here is for Southampton to defend deep, unfortunately. And really, we can see the likes of Firmino and Darwin Nunes become more prominent as their link-up play really is the one that makes the difference, bringing in the likes of Robertson, TAA and eventually Harvey Elliott when Liverpool grew into the game in the first half. Nevertheless, game state plays an extremely important part of what Liverpool do because this passing sequence of Firmino to Darwin to Salah really surfaced only because Spurs committed numbers into attack and Liverpool basically counter-attacked when Spurs were out of position. So, if you expect, for FPL purposes, Liverpool to take an early lead, then by all means, like sell KDB, buy Salah, maybe invest in another cheap City attacker since Phil Foden didn't feature in midweek. If not, you can always Play safe and rely on Darwin Nunes because besides being a fulcrum himself, Darwin Nunes did elect to take a couple of shots himself, being relatively confident, taking on multiple defenders actually before taking his shot from relatively central areas on the edge of the penalty box. In the end, Liverpool as well as Harry Kane both set themselves up for a rousing finish before the World Cup. The idea here that Liverpool now have a working system at least shows in the front three where chemistry finally has developed in a frustrating side that has failed to kill games off in this 2-1 win. 
for Harry Kane, well, it just shows how adaptable he is based on the personnel around him while we wait for Perisic to find his shooting boots. Hopefully, in this relatively new system, new and novel system, before we see Kulusevsky eventually dominate proceedings. This is FPL teacher who will hit your airwaves soon after the Saturday games 24 hours later.